Finances. 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 Everybody knows, wants to know where I've been. Shut up, man. You are right there. You are right there. You have your cheese. 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 You have Try to get the sympathy of the people, but you don't get my sympathy at all. They don't have to wait for the Earth to rotate in a 47 degree axis so the stars can touch the sky and create an equal act so they can see the Big Dipper. I've rustled a lot of countries. Bad asses. Bad asses. The numbers don't lie. You got a 33 and a third chance of winning. I got a 66 and two-thirds chance of winning. You take your 33 and a third chance, minus my 25% chance, and you got an eight and a third chance of winning. But then you take my 75% chance of winning, and it adds 66 and two-thirds percent. I got a 141 and two-thirds chance of winning. Okay, this is episode two of Skinny Fat Asses. Yay! This is not yay. We are going to be discussing the SummerSlam aftermath shit and... Fuck Randy Orton. Raw from tonight. Fuck And that about sums everything up. Fuck Randy Orton and fuck Triple H. And you know, while we're at it, fuck Stephanie McMahon too. I don't know what she did, but she was acting like something that starts with a B. A babe? A beautiful bitch? That's two Bs. Yeah, that's two Bs. But apparently... When you sleep with, or when you, with it, when you sleep with garbage, or when you lay down with garbage, I think when you lay down with garbage, you begin to stink. Something like that. So, so her vagina smells. Apparently, okay. Allegedly. Allegedly. There we go. We just covered our asses. In case Stephanie McMahon somehow hears our fucking podcast. I don't give a shit. She'll fuck us with a strap on. <laughs> and then we'll really have to cover our ass. Because it'll be just... Okay, I'm not going there on the podcast. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> okay. Um, so I guess we'll start by discussing SummerSlam and shit. So the pre-show was about a half hour longer than it needed to be. And the match was like ten minutes shorter than what I would have preferred to see it. Minus all the normal RPD spots. Yeah, um, overall it wasn't a terrible match, it was slow and kind of sloppy. Though the stupid fucking interference, or like, everybody came down and nothing happened with it, which annoyed me. The slightly building of Mark Henry and Big Show versus The Shield didn't happen. They didn't touch on it at all, other than them coming down during the pre-show match, and god damn it. It made me angry. So anyway, Ambrose retained because... Of disqualification? Yes. Uh, The Rock's cousin came in, speared RVD. Not nearly as a spear on Monday, though, with fucking Dolph. We'll get to that. Okay, good, because that was fucking awesome. Um... Yeah, so then the pre-show ended what I'm assuming was a little early because they had a countdown clock, and that's all it was for about five minutes. And the show opened up with The Miz hosting SummerSlam. And then Fandango came out, and that was essentially that. He did his dance. Then the show started, and we got to get the... Ring of Fire match. Which, let me clarify, you can only win by pinfall or submission. Makes sense. The logic. It's astounding. That match irritated me for a handful of reasons. The biggest ones being... The ring surrounded by fire. They didn't... I know you're not... The goal wasn't to set your opponent on fire, but they didn't even tease it. They didn't 
do anything with it. It was they, just a gimmick to have a gimmick. They teased it very, very slightly, like, once. Well, even at that, the match was only, like, fucking six minutes long. And half of that was the camera fucking paying attention to Luke Harper and, um... Eric Rowan. Um... Which, you know... Was... Okay, but it kind of took away from the match itself. Oh, do you actually have the time limit? Wait, that's not SummerSlam. Yes. Oh, there it is. Yeah, uh, that match lasted just short of eight minutes. Which, probably four minutes of it were focusing on Luke Harper and Eric Rowan. Trying to get into the ring. And then they eventually just beat up a fireman and took his blanket. Are we going to overlook the spot with the kendo stick that was just magically by ringside for some strange reason? And on top of that, they put it through the fire. It slightly starts to burn. He pulls it out of the fire, throws it on the ground, and by this point it goes out. And then then the fireman comes over and extinguishes it for like 30 seconds. (laughs) Which, let's be fair, was fantastic, but not really necessary. Can we talk about the most important thing in this match? The lack of that fire's gonna take all the oxygen commentary from JBL, because... It was not nearly as entertaining to watch as the Inferno match between Kane and MVP from Armageddon... 2006? Yeah. Because it's seven years, Yeah. Or, like, six and a half years or something, but... That fire takes away the oxygen. All the oxygen is gone. So next we had... We didn't even really discuss the finish. Oh, oh, that's right. They came in, they beat up Kane. Bray Wyatt kissed him on the head, did his finisher. And then I'm going to bitch about the end after the pinfall because it fucking annoys me. Are we going to overlook the fact that Bray Wyatt looked like the fucking devil? That was my favorite fucking, like, I want to find a still of that, because it was so awesome. Challenge accepted. I'm doing it right now. Just how terrifying Bray Wyatt looked. But, well, if you didn't see it, all those people who aren't listening, um, they grabbed Kane, and they brought him onto the one set of steel steps, and they picked up the other one with the fucking curved side, and hit him in the head with the curbside where his head wouldn't have hit or been touched which really just made it look like shit like there was a decent sound but I mean it irritates me and I'm not gonna say it doesn't but at the same time it's the only way they can get away with doing a headshot oh my god hey there it is almost Almost. It's not as good as the one that, like, you know what I'm talking about, Oh, yeah. Too. When he has his head turned. Yeah. But, I don't know. It just irritated me. I'm a stickler for shit like that, and it really, and I think it was, was it Meltzer who said it on the Observer about it? That it just takes all the realism out of it. Yeah, uh, it was either Meltzer or Alvarez. Mm. Um, yeah. So then they proceeded to carry Kane out, and by carry we mean... Kane walked. Kane, Kane walked under his own power. They, they basically did where if someone's hurt, you kind of help them out. Kane walked under his own power. It irritated me. Because... And then, well, if you have something to say. Not really, I mean, it was just dumb because, I mean... I think they thought they could get away with it because it was dark and they didn't think, oh, you could probably see Kane's legs, but so now he's disappeared and they won't see him until he's back from filming Ceno Evil 2, which will be awesome. And then it closed the segment with the terrifying flash of the sheep mask. Shirt. I think it was the shirt at least. Mm, no, because it's the, like, right after every segment involving the Wyatts, they do that quick flash of, like... Uh, like they were doing at the end of all the promos. Oh, okay. Um, then... Then what was next? Um... Oh, wait. Why am I asking? I had Sandow the card right here. and... 
Christian, or yeah, Sandown Christian, uh, Sandown Rhodes, without his pedo mustache, which I'm not even going to rant about, even though it's under the ring. <laughs> We're assuming. That's where the mask is from when he was disfigured, which his face looks perfectly normal to me, so. I don't like the fact that he shaved his mustache. No. no I'm not, not okay with it. But I will say that match was a lot better than I originally thought it was going to be. But, I mean, Rhodes can work his ass off and Sandow can work. I think Sandow, if slash when he, or when he cashes in the money in the bank, is going to be a, um awesome heel champion for a little bit. Oh, yeah. If they don't do what they've done with, like, every Money in the Bank champion and have him win it and then lose it, like, two months later. I mean, there wasn't anything spectacular in that match or anything that really bothered me. Minus the muscle buster, because that was pretty badass. Oh, yeah, the muscle buster that Cody pulled out of his ass. Um, Rhodes went over. It was not for the briefcase. Sandow went over and began to fondle his briefcase. But, yeah, I mean, that match... It was a good match to really get the card going because the Bray Wyatt-Kane match was kind of a... Even though, how long was that match? Was it only, like... That one was shorter than... Was it really? It was 6 minutes and 40 seconds, apparently. That match seems so much longer than what the Bray Wyatt-Kane match was, but... They've put in a lot of shit into that six minutes. Oh, yeah. And then, after that, we had Del Rio versus Christian. Which was good. I mean, Del Rio was beat the fuck up from whatever happened. And, uh... Which they portrayed as something that happened on SmackDown with Christian. Which was not the case at all. Is, I guess, a fight happened outside the hotel room with him and McIntyre fighting a bunch of people or something. But either way, I mean, the match was a lot better than, well, once again, what I was expecting. Just because I'm not a fan of Del Rio, he tends to be really fucking bland. I mean, Christian can normally pull out a good match, but I will not ignore the biggest issue in that match. The big, yes, um, well... Christian was selling his arm the whole time. Well, at least most of the time. He speared Del Rio, then proceeded to sell his arm. Apparently his arm was injured. And then Del Rio grabbed his arm, locked in a cross arm breaker, and then proceeded... Well, Christian kind of started to, like, roll out of it, but Del Rio was flat on his back, shoulders down, and the referee completely ignored it. Which was really kind of annoying. Um, But, I mean, beyond that, I don't really, I can't think of anything that was too bad in that match. I mean, everything looked good. Christian sold like a champ. Del Rio sold pretty decent. Uh, and now I guess Christian's teasing retirement. Yeah. Which I really hope he does not retire. I hope he doesn't either because I don't know if I'll be okay with a world in wrestling without Edge and Christian. It's hard enough not having Edge because he was really just like on top of his game when he retired. Oh, yeah. And I'll be kind of pissed, too, because that means Del Rio has successfully made both Edge and Christian retire. I didn't even think about that, but... Well, Del Rio didn't really make Edge retire. No. Because Edge went over at that Mania, and he retired as champion. Oh, that's right, he did. Because then they vacated, and that's when Christian won the belt. Was in a ladder match or something, like a month later. And then he went on to have that feud with Orton, if I remember right, but... I could be getting it all fucking wrong, because I don't remember that far back. Um, so, I mean, that match happened. Del Rio went over by submission? Yeah, yeah by he, submission. He beat him with a cross-arm breaker. And then proceeded to cut a somewhat decent babyface promo. 
about being the hero to the Latino community. Which is awkward because Del Rio is supposed to be the heel. And then we have Natalia with the Funkodactyls and Brie Bella with Eva Marie and Nikki Bella. Um, so this was essentially your standard Divas match. The only spot that I really remember out of the match is when Natalia was on the apron, one of them pulled the ring skirt, Natalia proceeded to fall off, which I thought she was going to die. Oh god, and that fucking drop kick to the back of her head. Yep, right after. So... It was so nasty. They proceeded to almost kill Natalia twice within 30 seconds. And then she went over, finally. I mean, Natalia... By submission, let's let's not forget that. Did she do it with the sharpshooter? Because I'm pretty sure she did, but I can't remember. I think so. This says by submission. Let me... We've watched the event twice. We we should know this. Yeah, but it's the Divas match. I don't fucking well, pay attention Well, that's, that's right. The, the DVD that I... Well, the... <laughs> file that I put on DVD didn't it had the Divas match on it it cut in like probably halfway through it but it was there but I think that was at the point in time where I was kind of dozing off because I was tired yeah anyway uh, uh, it ain't a big deal I'm pretty sure she won with the sharpshooter she's a heart ish so yeah but that was the total Divas match and then we have Lesnar with Paul Heyman and CM Punk. Which was, was phenomenal. Just, yeah. That match did not fail to deliver. And, you know, you can never be sure with Lesnar because he's not hit and miss, but, I mean, if you really look at the matches he's had since he's been back... They've the all been stipulation mediocre. of sorts. Yeah. But that's because, I mean, realistically, when you look at a guy like Brock Lesnar, who was in UFC and was a legit badass, and probably still is, I mean, he kicked my ass, so, um, it's almost unbelievable that you can have somebody beat him in just a regular one-on-one match, so adding that stipulation gives a little bit more hope towards whoever, I mean, him and Punk did it beautifully, and they didn't even really use any weapons until the end of the match. With all of the chair shots? Yeah. Um, Heyman got punched in the face and got put in the Anaconda Vice, which was fun, but... Which was right right after the spot where Heyman was up on the apron, Lesnar had Punk up for the F5, Punk was holding on to to Heyman's necktie, Lesnar was yelling, let go, which I guess he was yelling at Heyman... Yeah, it didn't make being yeah, it didn't make sense, but Heyman was responding to it like he was yelling at Heyman, so I I don't really know. Um Lesnar was clearly confused and all he was thinking about was going home and getting on top of his wife. It's okay. After drinking a Coors Light because Bud Light won't pay him to Damn do something. Right. I don't know. To won't pay him to be a sponsor. So that match was pretty brutal. Lesnar probably got knocked out a few times because, well, it's Lesnar, and he has a really bad habit of not protecting <laughs> himself and knocking himself out. But you know, beyond, I mean, the match itself was phenomenal. It was brutal. It was everything you wanted it to be. Though I don't necessarily agree with Lesnar going over just because now Punk's gonna feud with. Curtis Axel, which, I'm sorry, he fucking took Brock Lesnar to the limit. I'm not going to be able to suspend my disbelief that Curtis Axel is going to be able to beat Punk. Especially being that I don't really think he's won too many matches since he's come out as Curtis Axel. I mean, I guess Lesnar going over kind of makes sense. Just to continue the feud. Because it all comes back to Paul Heyman. Yeah, I mean, you know the big climax of this feud's gonna be fucking Paul Heyman's gonna... I'm just waiting. Hell in a cell, it's gonna be Paul Paul Heyman versus CM Punk. Well, shit, because Lesnar won't be back then, so... And I can't see them doing fucking two months worth of feud with fucking Curtis Axel. 
<clears throat> yeah, and if they did do it with Axel, if they did Axel pulling the cell door off, that would not. No. Just okay. Um. Uh. uh yeah. Did Did we touch the finish of this match yet? Uh, Lesnar went over. He. Oh, with the F five on the chair and all that. Yeah, F five on the chair. Went over. Punk looked really beat up. He looked beat up tonight too, but um, I mean the match was fucking great. It's one of the ones that'll definitely have replay value. Oh yeah. Um. And there's really only two matches on the show that will have replay value. And that's that's the final match on the card, right? Yep. Okay. Minus the last few minutes of it. No, no, no. I'm I'm talking about you know what I'm talking about. I'm oh. sure everyone knows what I'm talking about, so I don't know why I'm trying to hide it, but we're going in order. So. No spoilers until we get to that match in which exactly. case we will spoil the shit out of it and you will like it. I don't know about that. No, they'll like it. Okay. Um, then we had Dolph Ziggler with Caitlyn versus Biggie and AJ. Which... I didn't think it was bad. No, it wasn't bad. It, I just... It saddens me that AJ and Caitlyn, the two divas who have been busting their asses every week, got thrown in a tag match while... Fucking Brie Bella, who can't really work, and Natalia, who I do like, got thrown into a singles match because of some stupid fucking reality show. Like, it just irks me because I a don't... A scripted reality show, nonetheless. Yes, which, I mean, let's be fair here, all reality shows are scripted. Okay, but... But, but I th this one's even worse, I think. Yeah, just a tad. But there was no, you know... I think Caitlyn and AJ could have had a fantastic match, or, you know, at least for the Divas, which might sound sexist, but let's be fair here, a lot of the Divas can't fucking work. Caitlyn and AJ can. Um, Dolph and Big E, when they were in the ring together, was awesome, and I'm looking forward to an actual, like, match between them. I know they've had one on Raw, but I didn't see it, and I heard it was kind of meh. I'm calling it now. Dolph Ziggler versus Big E is going to be a best of five series. You know, I was thinking huh. the same thing. Ha, huh, I got that. <laughs> um, I was actually legitimately thinking that they might do that with Rhodes and Sandow. Do like a best of five series for the briefcase or something. I don't know how I feel about it, but well, I don't... They can't really do that now. No. Yeah, I was thinking that before the match tonight, and then... Like... But you give fucking Rhodes two straight clean falls, and... Um, yeah, there wasn't anything super memorable in Ziggler and Caitlyn versus Biggie and AJ. Yeah, not really. I mean, yeah, it was only... Like, almost six minutes. Which, let's be fair, is kind of the normal card time, at least for this show. Other than the exception of, like... The main event matches. And then Del Rio Christian. Which had 12 minutes and something? 12 and a half. Um... Yeah, Ziggler, Pin Biggie... After the zigzag. After the zigzag. Um... And yeah, I don't... If they just end the aj Caitlyn feud on that... It's going to irritate me, because there's no real reason to. Yeah, pretty much. I mean... I mean, this... It works great, because it spawns, like, more into the Ziggler-Biggie feud. Yeah. But it didn't really help the Caitlyn-AJ feud. Yeah, not at all. I mean... I don't know. That match... There, there was a lot of good on this show, but there was a lot of forgettable on this show. Yeah. And this was one of them. It's just... I don't know. Like, I know we'll probably see more to both feuds, but as a tag match, it wasn't really that good. I mean, it wasn't, you know, anything to write home about, at least. 
And now we have the title match between John Cena and Daniel Bryan. Who, let's just state the fact that Cena should have been disqualified for carrying a baseball in his elbow. I think that's a weapon, and I don't condone that. Oh. Um, I'm just going to start out by saying Triple H did no real role as special ref. Until the very, 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 very end. We're not there yet, asshole. I'm just saying. Um. Dick. Whoa. That was rude. Anyways. <clears throat> the match was phenomenal. And we're just gonna leave it at that? No. Um. Uh, you, I mean, I know a lot of people fucking hate Cena, but... Cena busts his ass, and him and Danielson, Daniel Bryan, whatever the fuck you want to call him, had what is probably Cena's best match since Money in the Bank 2011 against Punk. And I kind of think this tops it. I mean, the emotion and the story going into that uh, the Money in the Bank match was better, but these two were just... It was ridiculous. They beat the shit out of each other. Uh... You know, his eye, uh, Cena's eye was jacked up by the end of it, and his elbow swelled up even more. Yeah, it looked like it looked like he went from smuggling a baseball to a softball, which was pretty ridiculous. Uh, I thought Cena was gonna kill Brian. When? Are you really gonna ask when? When he need him in the face? No, Cena was gonna kill Brian. Yeah, Cena was going to kill Brian. Are you overlooking oh, oh, where oh, Cena oh. almost broke his neck? Yeah, sorry. Yes. How are you forgetting that? I don't know. I think it's because it kind of zoned out. But, yeah. um, Yeah, that was scary. And it was... My, my heart stopped when it happened last night. And we rewatched the event today, and that same spot, my heart just stopped. Yeah, put a knot in my throat because I was fucking terrified. Um, Cena did hit probably the prettiest flying leg drop I've seen Cena hit. And he flew, like, he got height, and it was ridiculous, and it was fantastic. So, I mean, that match was brutal. The flying, running knee at the end was... Where... Um, there's there's no confirmation of this anywhere, but I don't know if that was actually the finish of the match. I'm um, kind of thinking that Cena legitimately got knocked out. Yeah, because, I mean, it looked like... Um, Triple H was explaining to him what happened at the end, like he might have got knocked out. I mean, it's very possible that it didn't, and, you know, we were just worked completely, but it looked like he was knocked out. If I find out that that was the planned finish, I'm going to be so pissed. Uh, The only reason I won't be is because it was a good finish. I mean, it was a little odd having, you know, something as simple as a flying knee. See, and I think that's where it bothers me, especially after Mania. Yeah. With, like, oh, we're going to take, like, three rock bottoms and every other rock finisher or signature. 40,000 people's elbows. Yeah. The spine buster. So, if something as simple as a knee was supposed to be the end, granted, he doesn't have a regular... Like, impactful finisher. I mean, he's got the guest lock. But, I guess they didn't want to show Cena tapping out, so you have him get knocked the fuck out instead, which is, you know, whatever. Alright, so, so now I'm thinking about this even more, which probably isn't good, because it does no good. I just really want to know. So, we had, like... A three-minute-long celebration. Which, you know, we were all ecstatic about, but we knew what was going to happen next. They gave Daniel Bryan confetti and streamers. Randy Orton's music hits. Orton walks to the ring, stands outside the ring, and holds up the briefcase. 
Daniel Bryan is screaming at Orton to get in the ring. Orton basically turns around and starts walking away. He gets up the ramp. I think there was a yes chant. Um, Orton turns around. Triple H turns Bryan around, hits him with a pedigree. And then Orton comes in, hands Triple H the briefcase. Triple, Triple H, H rings the bell. Yeah. One, two, three, it's over in eight seconds. Yeah, it was kind of depressing. And I then, am beyond pissed about this. I knew it was going to happen, but I'm still beyond pissed. Yeah, I'm... I'm not okay with it. Like, I know... Whatever, he won the belt, and... How, how long did Brian's match at uh, Mania last? 18. With... Oh, so so this is now short shorter than the Mania match. Yeah. Pretty much. <sighs> hmm. Fuck you, Triple H. Damn right. Can we also bring up the awesomeness of the people who edited Triple H's Wikipedia page? Calling oh, Triple yeah. H um, a massive stupid, cunt. massive fucking cunt. Yeah, it was pretty fantastic, actually. Um, you have to go into the previous versions of the article, but yeah, it's it's there. If you search for it, it's fantastic. So that pretty much wraps up SummerSlam, which was fun. I mean, it was a good show. We went to Wild Wings and watched it, and, you know, there were drunk people all around, which is always entertaining to watch anything. I mean, the environment at Wild Wings was so good, though. Yeah. I, um... The Beat the Walrus, walrus chant, that was pretty great. Damn right. Minus everybody fucking popping when Orton came out and Triple H pedigreed, um... Brian... And I almost forgot to mention the people that were fondongoing in Wild Wings. Damn right. So I, th I thought that was just a key point to bring up. That was awesome. Um, yeah. So overall, decent show. Not happy about the, the ending. End. Yeah, are you pulling up the raw results? Because that'll be phenomenal. Because I don't remember shit that happened. So, apparently, after Monday's... Or, you know what? No. I'm not going to bring that up yet. Because... Yeah. You can't. That'll kind of ruin everything for, you know, the no one listening and the people who didn't watch Raw. Let's, let's be fair. It was probably no one. Yeah. Um... So, of course, they're in Anaheim. People love Cena in Anaheim. And by that, not at all. There is a massive Cena sucks chant. Cena proceeds to explain that he needs to take time off. Um, Cena says two weeks ago, WWE medical staff told him the giant ball of fluid on his elbow was the result of a torn tricep, and Ow. they told him to go home, and he he didn't he didn't want to miss the match at SummerSlam or something. Yeah, it was something like that. I don't know. The crowd <clears throat> proceeded to cheer when he said this and said that he needs to take time off, which. I was kind of offended about. Yeah. I mean... I, 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 I'm waiting for Christian to retire, and they're gonna, like, pop for that. They're like, yay, he's gone! No, they'll all cry when Christian retires. It's just, like... It's very the, disrespectful. The, the lack of respect for somebody <laughs> who busts their ass every day for that company. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It made me mad, and it was annoying. But, I mean... Whatever. Fans love to hate him. 
so that happened. Then he brought out Daniel Bryan. And With then Bryan think, getting a huge pop. And I think like right after Daniel Bryan came out, Stephanie came yeah, out. Yeah, before then, he could speak, Stephanie McMahon came out. And that's when we got the whole, she's starting to act like something that's a B. And then we got a bitch chant in the crowd, which was phenomenal. Uh, Brian basically was like, if you want to fire me, fire me. He doesn't give a shit. He'll go back and work in bingo halls. Um, he gives no fucks. Overall, the promo was pretty good. The, the Knocking the mic out of Stephanie's hand was fantastic. And then proceeding to go pick it up and throw it out of the ring. <laughs> And then, you know, of course, Stephanie gets another mic. Um, he gets escorted out of the arena. And then there's no chant, and then they go to commercial. And then when we come back, it's Damien Sandow versus Cody Rhodes, like it was last night. And I felt like I was watching almost the exact same match, minus the awesome muscle buster. Yeah. It pretty much was. Cody Rhodes went over clean again. Which makes no sense. But at this point, if he's not number one contender... What point does any of it make? Yeah, if he's not going to have the briefcase, he might as well be number one contender going over clean twice in a row of the Money in the Bank holder. So, I don't know. We'll see what WWE does to fuck that up. Oh, I'm sure they'll do something. Vince will rewrite it like nine times. We've actually rewrote this podcast so many times because you know we thought that's what Vince would do we take our cues from Vince McMahon it's phenomenal but um yeah that match wasn't anything to write home about uh then you got Brad Maddox talking about Ziggler's comments about Triple H and uh fuck was I um how he's going to go against the Shield in a handicap match. Which makes no sense, but we'll go with it. Uh, it I, I'm just guessing that the Shield is now um, the McMahon lackeys, which I'm not necessarily a big fan of, but at least they're on TV. Um. Uh, the Shield obviously went over. Which did get... Oh, wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're missing stuff. I don't even remember the Divas match. I think that's when we went downstairs to get dinner. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I don't don't remember any of that. So, um... Yeah, that pretty much sums up that match. Apparently the Funkadactyls went over on Layla and AJ. Of course they did. Because, you know, fuck giving AJ a win, even though she is the Divas champion. Because total Divas... How... How much time do you want to give it before either one of the Funkadactyls or one of the Bellas is the women's champion? I'm giving it probably until Night of Champions. Champions. I'm going to say before, though. Because God knows fucking that'll mean ratings for all those wrestling fans that watch Total Divas. And by wrestling fans watching Total Divas, you mean Brian Alvarez and Dave Meltzer? Yeah, pretty much. Who proceed to shit on it every time on their podcast. I think they only watch it to keep up with it so they can shit on it. Oh, I'm almost positive. So, we had that match. Then we had The Shield versus Ziggler. Which, the final spot is the only thing worth note in that. I mean, it was good. Ziggler put up a hell of a fight. Um, Well, Seth Rollins... Oh, tweaked his knee. Yeah. Um, uh, um, but the spear Roman Reigns delivered was at the end of that match was phenomenal. Probably the best spear he's done since he's been in. Um, I mean, beyond that, it was a handicap match. Ziggler didn't get a whole lot of offense. Uh, and then we move to... Sin Cara versus Del Rio. Which Sin Cara Sin Cara'd himself pretty much right off the bat. <laughs> which... He botched the funny, head scissors. Funny, uh, story to this. We were joking around before the match on how many spots Sin Cara was going to botch. 
and he did two spots, and he botched them both. I predicted that Sin Cara was going to botch 100% of the spots. I said In a joking four. manner. And then it turns out he breaks, like, all of the fingers on his one hand. On a dive. Yeah. Good job, Sin Cara. We wish you a speedy recovery. So and best of luck in your future endeavors. Yeah, because I really see that happening at this point. Because shit, he's... I mean, I guess he's been back for a while, but I don't remember shit he's done in the last couple months. But I don't like Sankara that much, so that's probably why. Botchkara? Botchkara. Uh, let's see what else. Um, can we note that... Oh, Actually, this is this is kind of a important note. Del Rio um, proceeded to try to kick the shit out of him in the ring after. Yeah. <laughs> And then he starts to cut a promo, and then Ricardo Rodriguez comes out and then is saying something about how he's glad that he doesn't have to represent Del Rio and that he's proud to represent someone new. And then he brings out his new Latin (laughs) man. I'm assuming that's what it was, because it was all about the promo of... Del Rio being the hero, hero for the Latin people. And then he brings out Rob Van Damn, Not to be confused with the lizard. If you don't get that joke, go watch The Backyard. No one's going to understand that. I'm going to go back and watch The Backyard after we finish this podcast. I think we should. While we're annoying people by doing stupid shit. Yes. Because I don't really see this podcast lasting, like, too terribly long. <laughs> I mean, I mean we're, like, 40 minutes in now. Yeah, we're a decent way in. Yeah, yeah, we're 40 minutes in, I mean. But, um... Fuck, what was it? Uh, yeah, RVD came out, and I think him and Del Rio kind of brawled, and then... We got to watch fucking everybody do the stupid thumbs for our Rob Has VD. <laughs> Um, I'm not a big RVD fan anymore. I used to be, but I'm kind of sick of him at this point. I think he hasn't really done anything innovative in, like, ten years. Well, let's be fair. He worked for TNA, so... That's true. It probably sucked the life out of him. Which he proceeded to shit on the TNA roster. Yeah, I know, which was phenomenal. And then tried to cover it up. Yeah. And then bash on the fans. But he's a... He's a baby face. I didn't read that much into the article, but... Yeah, he pretty much just shit on the fans. And then we got... Jack Swagster... Swagger... This is, wow. Swagger. <laughs> Jack Swagger, as Michael Cole said. And Antonio Cesaro versus the newly outed Darren Young and Titus O'Neil. And the only important thing about this match no, was the well, commentary. Well, that and... There was really no heat... No, not at off all. Off of uh, Young. Even though Zeb, try- Zeb Coulter tried like hell to imply it without saying it. Yeah. But, um... But... The most important thing, and let's just be fair here, was the fantastic fucking commentary of Darren Young caught him from behind. <laughs> I don't think they have realized that... I mean, good for Darren Young... Uh, I'm happy that he's out and he's happy and, you know, whatever. Ain't no shame in his game. But I think they're going to have to kind of not be careful on commentary, but be careful on commentary just because, you know, they he caught him from behind. And, you know, if JR comes back and he pulls somebody off of a ladder, it'll be a terrible thing. If they're like, Darren Young just jerked him off the ladder or just jerked him off. I mean, they got to be careful on commentary with it, but... Good for him. He's a decent worker. I like Black Cena. I, I, am I the only one that doesn't like fully understand that joke? Look at a picture of him and John Cena side by side. Okay, I'm I'm doing it right now. Just do it because they fucking look exactly alike. Like I'm half convinced that Cena's mom had an affair, much like Cena did, and he. Yeah, that picture. Tell me that doesn't look like John Cena. <laughs> Tell me he does not look like Black John Cena right oh there. Oh my god, he does. That's awkward. That's why his name is Black Cena. Alright. Makes sense. 
It's like when you say that Husky Harris looks like Bray Wyatt. Well, let's be fair. Um, and then we got... After... No, no, we are overlooking something... Actually, do we overlook? No, we did not. Oh, we're not overlooking Ryback raping that poor <laughs> kid in the shower. Oh, that was... Can that... we just appreciate that that was right after the Darren Young match? And... It was just uncomfortable, because... Ryback made the guy go into the shower... And then turn the water on. And then turn the water on, and he cornered him in the shower. It was, it made me feel like I was watching American History X again, with the shower rape scene. It made me feel like I was down at NXT and Bill Demont was making people give naked sting faces. Well, I mean, I'm sure that'll happen next. Bill Demont's gonna come in and be his manager. Oh God. Um. So then, you know, after Ryback rape. Because Ryback rules. Um, Big uh, Show versus The Shield. <sighs> I don't like Big Show. I mean... I don't even remember this match, honestly. Like, it, I know we watched it. The whole time, they were just making it look like Big Show was going to go over. Um, and then, out of nowhere, they triple powerbombed him, or whatever the fuck and it's called. And then, all three of them pinned him at the same time. Yeah, it was, um... I don't know. I mean, I'm not a big fan of Big Show anyways. And especially in the last couple years, I'm really not into watching him. He's kind of boring. Um. So, this match didn't do anything for me. But then... Then we have... Are you looking at... Oh, shit. Can you actually see that on this computer? Can I see what on what? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see all that. Damn, your yeah. vision's really good. I know. Unlike some people, I'm not fucking blind. Whoa. Hey, I can you... say that. My wife's blind, too. She can't see shit. You're an asshole. No, I'm not. I mean, my vision's not terrible, but... Hers isn't terrible, either, but I can see better than her and you. I mean, I... Mine's bad enough to the point where they won't let me drive without glasses. Uh, I don't think Nikki should drive without glasses, but... I she does sometimes. I can. I've done it. But I wouldn't do it somewhere that, like, I don't know the area, like, really yeah. good. Um, anyway. We come back from commercial, and out comes CM Punk. He's pissed off and ready to fight. And he fucking lays into this poor fat kid in the front row. Punk. He's going, Boo! <laughs> Boo! Boo! Punk tells the guy... Quote, to be a man or be a bitch and sit down, shut his mouth. End quote. And then what's great is Paul Heyman comes out and he makes fun of the fat kid too. Um, and then Curtis Axel, and then we get that fight. I mean, the promo work was really good, but then you get the fight between Axel and Punk. The fight wasn't terrible. I mean, Punk completely, like, destroyed him, and then out of nowhere, Curtis gets up not selling a fucking thing, and then takes the advantage really quick, and then, you know, bails out when Punk starts to get his comeback going, and, you know, it was alright for what it was. It finished with Punk GTSing him using the stairs, remember? Oh, yeah, that's right, and it looked terrible. Yeah, but that, that, that wasn't... That wasn't on Punk so much as McGillicuddy, but whatever. Whoa, oh, I'm who sorry. is McGillicuddy? Christian. Yeah. Fair um, enough. Curtis Axel, I'm sorry. Um, then we have Truth versus Bray Wyatt. Our Truth comes down looking just as cracked out as he always does. Yeah, R-Truth terrifies me. Probably more than Bray Wyatt, because I have a feeling that R-Truth would be more likely to mug me. Well, but that's okay, because I could get wrist control. And then you pull out your gun. That's right. Um, we are making so many references that no one's going to understand. It's that's okay. Fantastic. Um, Bray goes over, of course. The match was not terrible. No. And he did his little dancing thing, where he... Does the splash in the corner and then pulls him out and dances before he hits his finisher, which I love. Overall, I think the match was better than the Kane. Oh yeah, and they probably had less time than Kane and him did, but there wasn't nearly as much emphasis on 
uh, Harper and yeah and, Rowan. Yeah. Um, I don't think they did anything with it. Though he had his finisher on Truth, and then that was it, right? Oh, they posed over Truth, and then they went to commercial. Yeah. And then um, they're back from commercial, and then. Then we have Heath Slater and Jinder Mahal versus the Usos. Don't hinder the Jinder. The Usos go over. That's about the only thing worth note in this match. Yeah, I, I don't think I watched it at all. I don't think I did either. The only I think thing I, I, I paid attention splash. for... Oh, oh was the, Drew McIntyre's face? Yeah. Yeah, and it didn't even look bad. Um. Then we have The Miz versus Wade Barrett again. Which I don't remember either. And I don't... Did it end? No, remember Fandango came out. Oh, then, that's right, and he hit the splash. Was it a splash or the leg drop? I, I think it was a leg drop. It was probably a leg drop. I wasn't paying attention. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. And um, then Brad Maddox informed Stephanie McMahon that Daniel Bryan is back in the building. And then we go to commercial. And then we get this very long-winded promo that made no sense about how Triple H did all this for the people. And he did it for you. Yeah, that's essentially the gist of it, in that he's going to let bygones be bygones and, I don't know, blow Randy Orton or something. I wasn't paying that much attention. And then they call out Daniel Bryan, who comes after, out. After telling everyone that if they touch Bryan, they will be punished. Dealt, yeah, dealt with accordingly. Um, they told the Shield to not do anything. Bryan comes out and walks down to the ring, he gets ringside, and then the shield proceeds to attack him. Um, he goes over on the shield more than the Big Show did. Yeah, it was so sad. So let's just appreciate that. Um, there was a nasty hip toss onto the ramp to Ambrose, which looked really painful. Oh, yeah. Um, and then... You know, after the shield... Then he... Well, he starts to walk back down ringside. Reigns... Spears Surprise him. speared him. Which yeah, Which did not side. look good at all. Yeah, he like... He pretty much just fucking football tackled him. And that was it. And then... Triple H proceeds to taunt him like a dog. Yeah, he calls the shield off and lets him get in the ring. And would you know, as soon as he gets in the ring... RKO. And then fucking up... You know... The McMahons and their corporate champion uh, raise each other's hands and fillet each other, and then Raw goes off the air. And then Summer Camp comes on. And, let's be fair, everyone cares about Summer Camp. I care about Summer Camp. You're a fucking faggot. Whoa, be I'm a sorry. star. I'm sorry, you're a fogey. <laughs> Can I wear this condom? Not instead of pants! Can I wear Kyle? You're having sex at your desk? I love that video. What about my Yama bra? Whoa, no, you are 16 and I'm pretty sure that's sacrilegious. Um, so yeah, that sums up Raw, that sums up SummerSlam. Overall, SummerSlam wasn't a bad show. No, Raw was, it was a fun show. Raw was decent. I don't remember shit from Raw and it just went off the air like an hour ago. It was a decent show, nothing super memorable. Yeah. Granted, I wasn't paying full attention to Raw because there wasn't a whole lot I cared about. Like, I paid attention to the Punk segment and the Daniel Bryan segments. And beyond that, I didn't really pay attention. But that's kind of how I do with Raw anymore. I, I watch bits and pieces and go, oh, okay, that was interesting. And then I go about my business. So. so I'm, uh, I'm looking for our random ass song of the week. Our random ass song of the week should be. I don't know. I don't fucking care. Yup, this is happening. Ah, uh, this is a good song of the week. I feel um, like Cole Cabana. Yeah, he's gonna sue us. Probably. He's gonna be like, you stole my idea. There's a good chance of it. So, yeah, that, that about sums everything up. Um. We'll probably do another one, I don't know, this weekend or something. Yeah, probably, maybe after, well, no, because we don't watch SmackDown, so. No, we'll... We'll do one sometime. Yeah, probably. And <clears throat> we'll wrap this up with 
Hosky by Zack Ryder. Woo woo woo. You ever meet a girl and think to yourself, she's the one. But as time goes on, you realize she ain't nothing but a Hosky. When I met you, girl, it was love at first sight. Your hair looks so good. Your dress was so tight At first I was nervous So quiet and shy Wasn't sure if your type was A bro from LA I thought we'd be soulmates Like Bud Light and Lime Thought you'd be my girl Till the end of time You were my girlfriend For a couple of years But then you left me With nothing but tears Roses are red And violets are blue Shame on me, fool me twice, woo, woo, woo. It didn't take long for you to crawl back to me. You wanted another taste of Long Island. I see my bros tried to warn me, but I couldn't resist because you were the girl that for so long I had missed. You said all the right things, but they were all lies. All I am is a name on your long list of guys. You're gone for good My future is so much brighter But I still hate you for Giving my heart a rough rider Roses are red And violets are blue You may have met me But I still woo, woo, woo You say you've moved on And found yourself a new broski But I don't want you back, girl Cause you are a husky Roses are red And violets are blue You may have met me But I still woo Follow me on Twitter, you broke my heart twice, okay, I'll admit I'm bitter Try to read your mind, but the print was too small But you're anything you wanted when we went to the mall You've got multiple personalities and now one soul Hope the only gift Santa Claus brings you is cold And even though I think about you every single day You're not the one who got away, you are the one who walked away Roses are red, and violets are blue You may have left me, but I still will One day, 